0: Yale Podcast Network.
1: Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of "Take This Job and Love It," a podcast walking you through the trials and tribulations of the job search process. I am your host, Brian Fernett, member of the Office of Career Strategy at Yale University, and I'm joined today by my wonderful colleague.
2: Julia Burke. I am also um, an associate director in the Office of Career Strategy, and I'm excited to talk today with everyone about giving and receiving feedback, maybe concentrating a little more on receiving feedback. Um, But we are really excited to have two of our wonderful colleagues with us today, Derek and Maggie, if you want to introduce yourselves. Uh,
0: Yeah, Derek Webster, also associate director at the Office of Career Strategy um, work with Common Good and Creative Careers, I work specifically with those students interested in, in those creative careers. And once long ago, I was an undergrad at Yale.
3: I'm Maggie Katz. I am the program coordinator for the International Summer Award in the Center for International and Professional Experience and a senior administrative assistant for CIPE as well.
1: Excellent. So let's, let's, let's concentrate and just sort of get ourselves immersed in the concept of receiving feedback. I think a lot of times um, this is one of these moments where we are laid pretty bare and it can uh, be a, a very awkward or very humbling experience. Depending on your personality, you may uh, not find this entirely enjoyable. But the idea is if we're, if we're thinking about, you know, the the perpetual progression of the self, we're trying to get better at the things that we're looking to do. We, we are comfortable with the fact that we are just not omnipotent and and just wonderful all the time. We have to get better and there's only the only way we can know where we're trying to how we're trying to progress is by having that really honest, evaluative look at ourselves or having people that kinda help us out. So Derek, in your experience, how do you find this process to work? Do you find that there are certain trappings with the students that you see? What are the common elements of, of how this can be problematic those that are sort of venturing on this path?
0: Yeah, I think one of the biggest problems I often see, and this is working with students within the creative careers, but even more broadly, is uh, the misanticipation of feedback as being somehow a a negative or, or an obstacle to overcome. I think In most cases, if looked at appropriately, feedback is actually the opportunity to get critical response. Um, One thing I I tend to share with the students who don't have as much of a creative background is the idea that artists are often thinking in terms of of trying to find that critique, right? Like, you can be someone practicing and moving your practice forward, and you'd actually either pay or go into a program to find someone willing to give you some of that feedback. So you know, if if you look at it right, like a, a job opportunity and a supervision, are willing to provide that kind of, you know, thoughtful, sort of sourced um, uh, return uh, is exactly what most people need whether okay. or not they're going to ask for it.
1: Well, I think it's it's one of it's the way that the terminology is is framed, right? Cuz you said the word critique and I feel like especially in an academic context critique is associated with like tell me what I did badly. And and, and so therefore like And it's still good, but I feel like nobody invites that upon themselves. And one's like, yeah, I really need to get talked down to for a while and just ripped apart and laid bare there for everyone to see. Even though we all know we probably need elements of that in our lives. Is there a mental, like, where's that mental uh, dilemma? Like, have you found ways to help folks see that differently? Or how has it maybe worked for you in your own professional development?
0: Yeah, I I think. One of the important distinctions and, and, you know, critique sometimes gets a bad rap, right? Yeah, I agree. Um, and, and, and part of that is to do with expectation. But the other side of that is the idea that, um, you know, criticism or, or feedback, I guess isn't the more neutral term we can use, It comes in a lot of forms. And I think organically, in a work environment, as opposed to a practice or or the arts specifically, in a work environment, it it happens every day in small ways. And, And sometimes it's just being able to identify and respond and communicate back and forth in those more neutral environments that sort of, you know, oh, Sometimes it can be positive feedback, which is intended to sort of boost up morale or help someone understand, yeah, more of that, you're doing a great job. Um, If you're able to recognize that and lay it right next to the critique... Mm-hmm. That is bound to come, and again, it's, in some ways, is an opportunity. They have a way of of balancing each other out, and the whole thing seems like a an ongoing process. So it's not steeped in the sense of like a trial or something to overcome. Yeah. It becomes, oh yeah, I'm gonna. Ch- they're checking in with me, and guess what? I'll check back in with them, right. and I'll look forward to yeah, getting getting boosted when that helps. But you know what? I trust this person enough. This is all assuming a good supervisor, right. um, which is not always the case. Yeah. But but assuming a good supervisor, then you. trust. Trust into that process and you're, you know, willing to hear just as readily the things that maybe you could improve or you might not have recognized that you could dig a little deeper on, you can lay that right next to the idea that you did a good job and you're happy with, you know, the the productivity for the day.
2: Yeah. And something that I want to point out that I really agree with you, Derek, on is um, maybe just... Sharing that it's can be about attitude as well, because you know you're using the word critique, you're using kind of constructive, and if you are personally shut off to hearing that your your work could improve, it's all just helpful. And if you are um, not open to hearing that, um, it it won't be received well. And so some of it can be from yourself going into. Maybe um, you know a feedback. Um, I don't know if you know maybe a meeting, maybe a mid mid year check in, something like that. With an open mind and a right the right attitude, you'll be able to take that feedback and and use it.
1: Yeah, I think it's about the the, the terminology you, you both brought up. As, you know, it being constructive feedback, yeah. and I think that it helps alleviate the tropes of what these things are, or also the types of people who seek them out. Mm-hmm. right? I think um you know in our in our you know if we go to these like sort of brash uh caricatures of individuals we can look at like the overachiever and the overachiever either lives and dies by that feedback or dare not ask for it lest they be <laughs> you know they get some information they didn't want right? right and you think about how those things can be overturned or where you are you know how sensitive you may be to that i mean again we can't control what the supervisor you know how that how that communication Exists, but as someone who may be receiving it, you can know where you're coming from in terms of what it is that you're trying to get and how you're trying to receive, uh, and how you're trying to improve. Uh, I think that that openness is is first and foremost. It's very paramount to even just engaging with in with the
0: individual. Yeah, I, I, I think I think supportive of that is the idea that. Oftentimes, the students or or individuals. Let's we'll, we'll get away from just the students, right? I, okay. I feel this myself, and you know, in my career, um, the times that feedback becomes more viable and 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 workable and vibrant is when I recognize or when the individual recognizes it's a collaborative process, right? Mm-hmm. There, there's something the critique and that sense of like the artist standing up against a panel, you know, throwing throwing salt on the wound, like like that is is built on an individuality right this is my project this is something that i did and i don't i'm 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 wary of and i'm defensive of I, i'm defending my essay i'm defending my project right but that individuality needs to, gets lost in a healthier environment when we're, you're talking collaboratively, you're talking teamwork, you're talking about a project basis where you're one cog in a wheel that needs to keep turning. And in that process, I think there's something that, again, gets very vibrant and natural. To, to not You hear the feedback and it's not about, yes, there's, there's a secondary nature of improving self but really, it's also about how does this project get improved? How do I become better at not just this one task, but the way that I'm dealing with the people around me? Um, I think I think if you can dig into that deeper level, that oftentimes is what frees the individual up to realize there's part of something much bigger.
2: Yeah. And you have to actually use that. That just completely goes on to the – if you're receiving feedback and then you're inactive, yeah. what you're not listening to it. Um, and so uh, – the 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 steps that one should be looking out for are in receiving that feedback, whether it's you know positive reinforcement that's feedback or whether it's constructive constructive again <laughs> critique, constructive criticism, however you want to call that. it's to make something better it's 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 offered as um, a you know, not something to um, work against you. It's something to help you. And so being able to actually use that and demonstrate that you're using a piece of feedback is a really great way to show that you're listening, to show that you are not being defensive and kind of having a one-track mind and how you're doing it, but use that feedback. And I think that maybe touches upon what you're saying, Derek.
3: Yeah. And I think that speaking to what you're saying, Julia, the um, the idea of using that feedback Um, It's okay to ask follow-up questions when you are receiving feedback and you're not sure how to implement that in your work. I think that uh, especially early in your career, whatever that may be, it can be really intimidating to hear something that you think is negative about your job performance. But it's important to keep in mind that 95 percent of supervisors, if not more, are – they want you to succeed in your position, so they're giving you this feedback so that you can use it, and it's important to see um, the ways in which they would like that feedback implemented.
2: Yeah, asking specific questions, even like you said, I love that idea. Asking for follow-up if you're not sure how to use the fo- the feedback, ask for the follow-up. Ask more specific questions. I agree completely. Yeah,
3: because most of the time they have something specific in mind that they would like you to do. <laughs> right. right. <So>. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think people are afraid also that it's sort of like a branding. Like by getting the Navy that, that – that, that comment on how something can be improved that they you know, may be deemed sort of insufficient in an area and that, that they, they have to you – know, it becomes harder now to alter that perception. But I, I couldn't agree with you more, Maggie. I think the idea by getting that, you know, anyone who's in any kind of a managerial component because you're all sort of intertwined, I think as Derek alluded to, you're not just like off uh, – you know, on your own orbit – that we're all, if, if we're all working at this together, one individual's progression in any way impacts the group. And so I think that, you know, that speaks to the strength of a manager who can see that, but it also speaks to the strength of the individual to kind of confront it in that in that way and see the, the positivity that can come from it. Um, you know, anecdotally, um, when I would work with students that were on internships and they were unsatisfied with the internship in whatever way, maybe there wasn't enough to do or the type of work wasn't what they thought that the position was supposed to be about. We came around to the idea of, well, have you talked to your boss about this? And -hmm. almost always the answer was no. So Mm -hmm. they were talking to me before they talked to their boss, which is probably ultimately better. I was happy to do that. But the idea was that, you know, the boss, the supervisor is ultimately the person who can likely bring change to that. But if we're not willing to engage, if we're not capable of having this type of conversation, we likely stand the risk of being unable to see how we can improve and knowing how we can maybe, you know, alter the the trajectory of this given experience. And that's, nece- that's entirely necessary to see that progress over time.
2: And in terms of progress, just kind of thinking about r- receiving feedback holistically while you're on the job, and again, on the job, on the internship, in a job shadow, whatever type of professional experience... Um, if you are being given feedback that can then improve um, a project that can then you know maybe save something someone time, that can go on your resume. You know, you can actually implement that feedback and that becomes an actionable item that you can talk about as um, you know an accomplishment. So it, it can be feedback can be seen as really holistic mm-hmm. in your professional development.
0: I think it's worth mentioning as well. Uh, this is more common within the creative careers, but feedback oftentimes can be quite beneficial, even if it's bad feedback, of
1: course, mm-hmm. and, and
0: but that it, I think that gets overlooked, right yeah. and this, this challenging sense of, oh no, I have to overcome the feedback. Feedback, I, you used the word before, Brian, the, an engagement, right? And there's something inherent in feedback, which means someone is engaging with you. I think back to some of the worst, you know, sort of internship sort of experiences that I had, you know, coming up. And the worst by far were the ones not where I was getting feedback, whether I liked it, enjoyed it, never enjoyed <laughs> it. But even, even in those, when the feedback was something that was challenging and maybe outside of what I agreed with, that was so much better than not having a sense of engagement. Right. Mm -hmm. So even when the engagement from the perspective of the individual receiving feels off, like, wait, no, I don't that that's not what I I don't follow you there. Mm -hmm. And I I, I would go this way. I have this alternate. Like there's room for that. There's room for broader communication. Right. But what we're talking about is being willing to walk into a process that can be very, very difficult and listen Mm -hmm. and actually open yourself up to a different perspective. And particularly as you're coming up, particularly when you're talking internship or shadowing or apprenticeship, all of those have a built in that nine times out of 10, your instinct might not be quite sharp enough yet. Right. But even if you're right, the process and the opportunity to be able to meet someone on ground that's less familiar to you, you can't, I mean, you don't want to miss that as an opportunity.
1: Yeah, it's the whole basis for the experience, right? I mean, I mean... Maybe at this point you just do it because you're supposed to do it. But <laughs> right. I think ultimately the premise behind that, you know, to be the apprentice is to learn from those that are sort of there for you. And I think this this ultimately comes back down to, well, not back down to, but it it involves a level of communication and that willingness to engage, but it also helps bring the individual who's receiving, who has the opportunity to receive that feedback. It gives them sort of a place in a larger structure right? I mean, I feel like we can all think of a job or an internship where you were like maybe sort of in free fall, like, what am I doing here? Like, do they even want, like, is any of this working? (laughs) Like, could I be doing something different? Like, you want to enjoy, you want to, I mean, if if it's not a taking pride in what you do, you at least want to enjoy what you're doing. And I feel like having a sense of where you sort of belong in a larger structure is emblematic of that. But you don't know where you are until you've sort of had that opportunity to kind of figure it out. And some of that falls on the individual. They have to figure it out themselves, but that comes back down to your supervisor, your boss, however the diet of uh, the, you know, whatever the relationship is, you need to, to, to know that and to be willing to uh, have some adaptation because otherwise you just see it as like an adversarial relationship, right, which right. is not good. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's a whole other, Socio-political conversation to have about that, but I mean, like, you can't just see a boss as like the nemesis all the time. Um, you need to be able to see that 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 again, because of that sort of intertwined relationship, that they're there to help make you better, and and yeah, being open to to listening to that is is you know is very really important.
0: And and that willingness too. I mean, the, the deflation of ego, the willingness to step forward into uncomfortable territory. Again, we get back to this idea that if it's truly a healthy collaborative environment, then you know, the, the needing to meet someone in the middle ground is always going to produce a better result. Like you, you might have the hottest idea that you think you've ever had. You, you, you might be able to turn this on its ear and, and, and change the industry with, with, you know, what you're bringing to the table. But meeting someone, being forced to come back to the, you know, uh, uh, the demonstration of why the strength of your idea all of that is going to require you to go to a place where the, the the outcome will be so much better than it would have been had you just sort of thrown something really sweet out there and 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 watched it fly, right? Like this is the real and and it, we are we keep coming back to the idea that this is an internship of some kind most likely and it's a growth opportunity. Mm-hmm. So it, it if if you don't get batted back, if you don't have to, you know, come back to the plate and like try a different swing, like you're just not going to go anywhere in this in in, in growth terms.
2: Yeah, yeah. and usually in, in an internship, you know, um, there will be the opportunity for that. Usually, there will be, you know, and even in you know not an internship in a, in a job, there's you know a mid cycle check in. Yeah. There's an end of the year check in. So oftentimes feedback is really built into the structure of of um, you know what you're doing. Hopefully, though, it's. Given continuously, Ho- yeah. hopefully you're not receiving it once every six months, or yeah. Yeah. you know, after the first month and a half, and then and then again at the end of a summer internship. So you know, it's important to note when some of those more formal times happen, yeah. because that will happen. There will be a time for formal feedback about your overall performance, and I think what we're talking a lot about is also those smaller instances of. Just meeting one-on-one with a supervisor about a specific project, or maybe, you know, swinging your head into your colleague's office or your peer's office or something to, to say, hey, good job on on this or that. So there's all these different instances of feedback, and it's important to understand that they can all come together. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think I think we put a lot in this conversation. I think because it's just again one is very synonymous with the concept of like sort of like you know, employer employee and getting getting feedback from that supervisor where the dynamic is very specific. But you bring up bring up a good point, Julie, about the informality of you know different ways in which this can come. It come from a peer, it can come from someone that you're, you know, sort of working on a project with. And I think that is if anything, more important, if only because it's easier Maybe it's easier to take Um, and maybe it's somewhat – it's almost like covert. Like you're like, oh, I didn't – you know, it's not – because it's not like sit down behind the desk. We need to talk (laughs) about your evaluation. (laughs) Yeah. It's a little less stuffy and if you perceive feedback coming from air quotes here like the boss as, you know, that that strikes anxiety – yeah, talking to your friend about – or talking to a colleague or talking to a partner on a project about something you guys did together to get a sense of where, what worked, what didn't mm-hmm. can also provide and yield much you know, valuable insight that may help you be prepared for that more strenuous conversation down the line.
3: Yeah. I mean I think that um, one thing that I've personally found really helpful is I have uh, – I'm lucky enough to have weekly check-ins with my supervisor and I get a lot of feedback from them and so – That means that, you know, six months from now when we have our end-of-the-year review, I'm not going to be taken aback or surprised by anything big where I realize, oh, my gosh, there's this huge problem with my performance and I had no idea. Um, So I think that um, actively seeking out that kind of more informal – type of feedback is helpful for both you and them because it can reduce yeah. so much anxiety and that's when it comes like an that.
2: informal it's like informal just because it's not like the end of the year review but yeah. it, it, it's formal and that it's a, a meeting yeah so it's yeah. but that's a really great point that you know it could be weekly or it could be bi-weekly yeah. but finding times that they're not on your calendar with kind of as again to use brian's air quotes the boss <laughs> to just check in is great but um I, I really enjoy also the the feedback given to me by my my colleagues, yeah. because that can be really constructive in thinking about how to again like you know to Derek's point think, how to think differently, think about a new perspective, off you know, um, but also what am I doing well that I can keep doing. So it's a, a really great way to think more holistically about how you're bringing into this this feedback into your everyday life at work.
0: Right. And, and there's something in that process, that format, that again is so much at, at base, so collaborative, it's so collegial, that it doesn't have the same weight of it's going in just one direction. It can, there's a reciprocity there. So whether it's your supervisor or a peer, in that less formal environment, you're actually able to kind of go back and forth. And you know, spitball the idea or, or you know, come back with, oh, that sounds interesting. That actually reminds me of something else that I observed in our last project. Like that kind of an energy is what's really going to lead to so much better outcomes all across the table. But it's also going to set all those people up, including your peers and including your supervisors, with identifying you as someone who's very engaged. Because you're willing to follow up and ask the question, you're willing to reach back and want to know more, and so that you become that team player in the sense that they want you in the room to be a part of future projects because you're so capable of communicating in those ways and in, in such important ways. And to, to
1: tie it into a larger uh, strategy or a larger picture here, I'm, I, I was I was thinking I was I was going to ask you guys like, in a, especially in an informal context, because I think we know how to do this in a formal context. How do you generate that? Like how do we – like just straight up like, Julia, how do you do that? Like if we're sitting at the lunch table together and I tell you like this is the event that I'm trying to put together. This is how I'm thinking about it, right? I'm coming from like a perspective of like this is my ethos, right? And I'm laying it all out there for you. And I can at least then get your take of like, well, have you tried this? I mean, we've had you and I have had some conversations where I've basically been like, "This is my problem," and I'm banging my head against the wall.
2: Absolutely, and I—I I mean, for me, the way that I work in terms of kind of the, you know, uh, giving feedback to a, a colleague is in person. You know, it's—it's mm-hmm. it's yeah. always let's sit down. You know, usually in one of our offices. What's the problem? Why can't I? Find a way around this. What are your thoughts on it? It's never by email, right. um, because <laughs> sometimes email feedback could be construed in the wrong way. <laughs> um, and I think that that's, um, you know, if you're if 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 I'm to say, how do I give that feedback as a as a colleague? It's in person. It's in a friendly way. It's to try and help a, a colleague. With their problem, it's it's not saying well you're doing this all wrong, you know <laughs> that's not what I would say. I would I would say well what's your process? What have you done so far? Let's think about what we did last year. What are some kind of out of the box things that we could think about? But that that's still feedback, even though it may also sound like a a brainstorm. Um, but it kind of has that reciprocity. It has um, it has suggestions and it has feedback as to maybe what that colleague's process is so far.
1: And if it gives you the opportunity, gives that colleague the opportunity to kind of talk through it. Yes. Right. Absolutely. To me, the value, the value there, the sort of hidden value is that later on in life, you know, you're going to a job interview and you get all those behavioral questions that we've talked about. That's the ethos, right? I mean, that's walking, walk me now the interviewer through your process. Well, you've done that. Oh, I the just college. answered
2: your interview question, right. Ryan. See? I mean,
1: I don't think anyone ever looks at it in that moment and being like, oh, good. I just prepared for some inevitable behavioral interview yeah. few years from now. But I think we, if we walk around, and I've seen this with, with friends. I've seen this with, with students that I've worked with. If you don't know what that ethos is, is in terms of how you operate in a given project, you're sort of rudderless when it comes time to – Eloquently talk about that in a different context. So it's just one of these subtle ways that I think it just kind of provides added benefit elsewhere. Um, as we look to kind of do a victory lap here on this topic for today, uh, I want to get your your final thoughts on the, the the sort of end goal when it looks when we, when we look at ways by which we can receive feedback and seek feedback out um what are sort of the the you know we've talked about a lot of the misconceptions today but i'm wondering if you can if if each of you have sort of like a a primary objective of of how folks can sort of take uh you know from today's uh quick conversation and move forward what what is the the ideal by which they can sort of volley on this
0: so i would leave it to say um specificity is 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 one of the keys for any any kind of feedback and that's whether you're giving feedback or receiving feedback and and the reason I give it a, a, such import being able to to talk through an actual detail and demonstrate that it's not just a lip service process you're not just feedback for the sake of feedback and and this is actually particularly helpful when the, it is the formal version Because stepping away from big picture here, I'm going to say a huge thing and saying specifically, could you tell me more about this? Or sometimes it's also being able to, through that specificity, demonstrate your process of self-critique. So you as the individual receiving feedback can actually follow up and say, I actually had my own qualms about this part. And I was wondering, could you give me some specific ideas about how to address that? the specificity of that moves the conversation forward three or four steps. So, And it also deflates the tension that is usually there to start, which is let's get past that process. We break the surface and we get into the actual detail, which will be helping you, helping the project, and ultimately helping the relationship and communication.
1: Yeah, the revelation that
0: you're seeing eye to eye yeah. ultimately,
1: but being more precise and not just like hoping they'll hit the same thing that you may have wanted to address.
0: Exactly, yeah. Beautiful.
3: Um, I think going into it, whether it's formal or informal, with a positive attitude and just kind of recognizing that the person who's giving you feedback is giving it to you because they want you to succeed um, and kind of taking that feedback in the spirit in which it's given um, can be really hard but is just really beneficial for everybody.
2: And I think my last piece would, would be uh, reemphasizing that if you're just letting the feedback stay in the room and not go anywhere... Then it's not helping anybody. So, when it's constructive, use that. Try it. Um, be open to those new ideas, um, and actually implement whatever that feedback is in your project. In in and whatever the feedback is regarding, use it.
1: Excellent. I couldn't agree more. I think it's one of these valuable things that, in the hustle and bustle of, I think every you know the sort of day to day of a given task or de- given job or just the career overall, we don't often think this is like the, the drag aspect of it, and we don't think about the, the actual tangible visceral benefits that come from it. So hopefully we can uh, take these ideas uh, from today's conversation and move them forward. So we hope that you're able to move them forward as well. You can uh, further leverage a lot of the resources that we have in our website available at ocs.yale.edu, uh, where you're able to uh, – there's a lot of wonderful public off- offerings there for you, uh, one and all – Um, You can also follow our office's uh, social media, various platforms, and then we'll be back with another episode in the weeks to come. Uh, Thank you all for listening to another episode of Take This Job and Love It. Thanks.